Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. In episode 26 of the NFL Vent Zone, we discuss free agency moves, the never-ending Rogers saga, and the big draft trade. Get involved and get it off your chest. Let's go. Everybody and welcome into the NFL Vent Zone. Oliong, Dan Yates, Chris Tebbett here, ready to help you through the trials and tribulations that come with supporting a team in the National Football League. Tebbs, you weren't with us last time, and then we uh, we didn't do an episode last week, so it's been a while. How mm, are you? Don't... I'm good. You know, just very, very busy with other British American football endeavours. Um, yeah, that's it. Just very busy, and I'm looking forward to next week when I become decidedly less busy. <laughs> Why's that? Uniball season ends on Sunday. Fantastic. Dan, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. We had uh, the London Blitz have our camp this weekend, the pre-season camp, with our first game. I think it's four weeks away now. So we're just ramping up, just as Tebbs is chilling out a little bit. Tebbs, Tebbs no, is... Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's only for a week. <laughs> I've literally get a week off. And then I have to... You, you, yeah. cherish, you cherish that week, Tebs. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, whilst the uh, NFC, uh, the NFL season ended uh, like a couple of months ago now, uh, well, just under, uh, it doesn't seem to slow down, really, does it? It, it seems to even ramp up um, as we lead up to the draft. Um, and we're going to be talking about some of the uh, the the... Uh, free agency moves that have happened so far, as well as the the draft, uh, the big draft trade that happened uh, between the Panthers and the Bears. So we'll be breaking that down because very unhelpfully, it happened right after we finished recording, um, recording our last episode. Um, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself because we're coming to that later. Uh, so Tebs, because we've missed you so much, can we come to you for the customary welcome and introduction to telling the listeners what the NFL Vent Zone is? Well, ladies and gentlemen, is your team making no moves? Like, none at all. None. No, no moves. Like, it's fine if they make bad moves, because you can, you can laugh at that. They're <laughs> not making good moves. Well, because they're, well, they're being good, but they're just not doing anything. Well, this is the place where you can come on and just complain. Get it off your chest, lighten your load, lessen the burden on your shoulders from thinking about, why is my team not doing anything? Why is it so boring? I mean, I can't say that because my team is. My team, my team's sick. But your team, your team, your team, just, that's how, your team. It's not very good. My team, great. Your team, bad. You know, does that annoy you? You can come on the show and get it off your chest like that. But I'm not going to listen to you, so. Thank you, Tebs. Yeah, that's true. We are here for you, the fan. 
because no, there is, uh, there's plenty to vent about all year round. So do come on the show. Let us know. You can get on the show by emailing us at nflventzone at gmail.com or sending us something to vent about on social media. I'm going to kick things off. 49er fans, so obviously we've been enjoying a good few years, but I always find something to vent about. Um, initially, obviously, this isn't a vent. This is a bit of a brag. However, I have questions about the move that we're about to discuss. Javon Hargrave is a 49er. Great, great, great player, great news. He's an absolute stud. But to me, it does come with some question marks. Let's start with the positives. As I said, he's a stud player. He was part of uh, an insane Eagles D-line last year that was, in fact, record-breaking. He himself had 11 sacks, and he joins a 49er defense that was already elite. What's not to love? Right? Comes in, he replaces Javon Kinlaw, who I think this might now finally be the waving goodbye to an absolutely failed experiment. And uh, that brings me on to the question. DeForest Buckner. We got rid of him because we didn't want to pay him a big contract. We instead gave some money to uh, Eric Armstead and uh, decided to get a draft pick and pick Javon Kinlaw. Now that we have come almost full circle with Javon Kinlaw, where he we've decided that he is uh, a poor player, he's pretty much been anonymous for the last two years of his, well, the first two years of his, in his career, it begs the question, why did we not just keep DeForest Buckner? Because he was a young, he's, he's younger than Javon Hargrave. He's um, part of a Colts team who is uh, obviously not that great. So I don't think he gets the uh, the plaudits quite as much. But a strong player, um, yeah, a strong player who's younger and uh, and uh, probably was going to cost similar amounts. So maybe it would have been good to keep DeForest Buckner. But maybe I'm just being negative. What do you think, Dan? It was a good move. Um, good move to in your eyes. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a great move. Um, and I think the unfortunately the forty nine D line looks about as stacked as anything in the league right now. And there are a few good ones out there, but uh, speaking as a Seahawks fan, I I'm not very happy about it. Um, you should be. And the reason that they went for him, I think, over to Forrest Butler is because of the, they could structure his contract very differently. So his cap number this year is. million dollars aka nothing and I think because of the way that DeForest Buckner wanted his contract to to be structured it would have been more like 20 or 25 million so it actually ended up saving them a bunch of cap space in the short term Dan Dan, you you might not know this so sorry to maybe put you on the spot but do you by any chance know how much of this contract is guaranteed? Because it was a big contract and it was four years and he's 30 years old. So what I'm thinking is, you know, it, it, by by the fourth year of his contract, he'll be 33, right? That's, yeah. That's, he's not exactly young. So if he's not getting that much money in the first year, when's all his money coming? And So he's got a $29 million bonus, but that's spread out over six years because there's two voided years at the end of the contract. Oh, uh, okay. So that is only... 0.6 million in year one. I just getting a base salary of 1.1. Total guarantees in the contract of 40 million over four years. Okay. So you've effectively given him a two-year, 40 million dollar contract because as of year three, there's no guaranteed money. Yeah, and uh, and like you say, he comes in and we're going to plonk him next to a certain Nick Bosa. Already, obviously, got Eric Armstead there. Um, our, our linebackers are some of the best in the league. 
Uh, obviously, we've got some questions uh, in the secondary now that, as we will talk about later, we've lost a couple. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should be scary for the rest of the league and you, Dan, being in the uh, a fan of an NFC West team. Um, the defense that was already dominant last year has replaced a weakness um, next to Eric Armstead in the middle with an absolute strength of one of the better DTs in the league. So yeah, there's definitely reason to be excited. Sorry? There's so much pressure with four players rushing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. no, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, right then, Dan, take it away. What We're going to talk now about the uh, the draft pick because, uh, I, I, we, to be fair, we should have actually snipped this off because you did actually make a bit of a prediction, uh, which was <laughs> went proven uh, was proven to uh, to fall into place just a few uh, days later. Yeah, so obviously in our last episode, we talked about you know, the Bears potentially shopping the number one pick. We talked about who might move up and grab it. And one of the options that we said was the Panthers. And at the time, I said, it's a great deal for them unless it costs them players. And it cost them, and I think I gave as an example, DJ Moore. Lo and behold, about two hours Gosh. after we finished recording, the Panthers made a ridiculous trade-up to take the number one overall pick. So for those of you who haven't seen the details, I'm presuming everyone has this point, but it's the Panthers... First pick this year, which is the ninth overall. Their second round pick, which is the 61st. A first next year, a second the year after, and DJ Moore. All for the number one pick. So for the Bears, they get the wide receiver one that they're looking for to help Justin Fields develop. They get the fifth best non-QB in the league in the drafts, assuming that all QBs go in the top 10. They get a second round pick this year, an extra first next year, which let's face it, they can use if Justin Fields doesn't develop to go and get another QB next year. And then a second the year after that. So they get a haul and they're not dropping that far because they're, they're, they're not in for a QB. They're going to get the fifth best player on their board. It's a great, great deal for them. Yeah, Tebs, what did you think? What did you make of the uh, the trade when you saw it? You know, just absolutely perfect for the best. Like, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's absolute masterful play from Chicago to get DJ Moore. Uh, pardon me. This, this Dr Pepper with cream soda is very, very bubbly. Um, um, yeah, like the the Panthers need. Obviously, the Panthers need something, and they're 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 unfortunate that they're, that they're consistently mid. So it can be difficult for them to drop down and get someone without dropping down. But who knows? They might go to that Auburn uh, Pro Day, look at look at old Supercam and go, yeah, screw it. We'll get a punter with the first week. But no, yeah, the only thing, obviously it's, a, it's the classic story here of, my God, the Texans are awful. Like, they just are. Like... <laughs> But like Chicago has to send Houston, or like Houston, Chicago has to send Houston like a bouquet of flowers or something, because it's just, it's just well done, well done. Like if I if think... I was if if I was um someone in the Bears division, I would immediately loathe the Houston Texans. <laughs> that does it seems to happen, doesn't it? More more often than you'd think, where a team. Um, yeah, plays their way out of the number one overall pick, just like the Jets did uh, a couple of years ago. 
um, and what ended up with Zach Wilson and how look how that's going. Um, yeah, I think that the Bears, like I wrote, I wrote about this in my last blog, and um, I kind of wrote about it again today. Um, new blog out on our website, so go check that out. Um, the off season and particularly free agency and the bit leading up to the draft can be way more exciting than the season itself for some of these teams that have to watch some of these fans that have to watch their team losing every single week. And this trade is a great example of that because for the last month and for the the for the next month upcoming, it's just hope and dreams and theories about how the Bears and the Panthers are going to be a playoff contender. Well, maybe not playoff contender, but are on that path. And for the fans, it's this season of hope and um, and theories. And and there's nothing more kind of exciting than that when your team has been where has been put on the pitch. Um. So yeah, I think that the Bears themselves have had an absolute stormer because. They were losing games last year, despite the fact that they were showing promise with Justin Fields. And um, whilst his 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 passing stats weren't great, he did still look like an absolute. Um, he looked like a real talent at that position. So from for them last season, if they can be, if they've learned that he is the future, and now they've also been able to get this haul as well, I think that's exciting. Um, I guess the next question is. And maybe we discussed this already, but do we think that we're going to have... Do you think next year, at the end of next season, Justin Fields is going to be the number one... Court, well, the quarterback in the be- that the Bears will be moving forward with? Or do you think something's going to happen throughout this year that's going yeah. to flat? Dan, what do you think? I honestly don't know. Because the way this deal is structured, if he sucks this year, or if he isn't clearly a franchise guy going forward, they're going to have two ones next year and they're going to be in a position to go and get one of what sounds like it's going to be a really good crop of QBs in the draft next year. And because this is going to be his third season, he's going to want a contract at the end of it. He's going to want this second contract because he becomes eligible next summer. So they're going to have a choice to make of, you know, if he's going to ask for 45, 50 million a year, do they do that? Or do they go, actually, we're going to go and get the number one. He's got to do a lot. Trust. He has got to show a lot to ask for 45 to 50 million because we're a long way off that now. I mean, we were talking about Lamar Jackson last week about how he can't ask for that much because he can't stay healthy. Look at Justin yep. Fields. He relies on his legs. Couldn't stay healthy last year. Uh, anyway, sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Apologies if I do. I'm back. I'm fine. Uh, right, Tebs. What an exciting... <laughs> what, an ex- what a journey that was for me. Jesus, what a whirlwind. Um, talking about a whirlwind, Tebs, this off-season so far for you, if I'm talking about hope and excitement coming while your team aren't on the field, what a start to the off-season. Take it away, my friend, because you must be excited. Of course I'm excited. We we looked at Mr. Tagovailoa. We went, yes, we want a bit more of that. Fifth-year option. Bang. Jeff Wilson. Raheem Mostert. Looked at both of them. Two-year deal. Bang. We go over to the LA who's just hemorrhaging money <laughs> left, right, and center. We go, do you want a third? And do you want a tight end for Jalen Ramsey? And they must have been on the source. They must have been four, four, five, six bottles deep at that point because they turned around and said, yes, you put that trade in on Madden. Congratulations. You don't have Jalen Ramsey. You, But we do now. 
one of those things there. Not, a, no, it's not. The, it's not a position that we really struggled with massively. However, um, Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey on the same team. Uh, basically, everyone else in the league, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, like we re-signed some people who, you know, I was surprised. I was I was surprised with you know we got Nick Needham back. I was happy with that. It seems to be that we're also going to get Van Ginkle back as well. And, you know, we've got Braxton Berrios, who was, you know, a good player for the Jets. Well, good, well, semi, you know, it's okay. Is he trying to pick we... all of the NFC's teams? It seems to be. See, it seems to be David Long from the Titans. That's another tasty one. And I'd say, and I mean this, probably the most important one, ladies and gentlemen, come into the Miami Dolphins, Mike White. I knew you were <laughs> going to say that. He is on that. We have got him. And I tell you what, Mike White is... Mike White, Mike White, he can win. He can automatically win one game in a season. He's that Uno reverse card. Tua goes down because he's like... Because <laughs> uh, his brain's melted. No, you look, you look. The first game Mike White plays in the season, or he's won it, last two years. So... If we're bored, which we want, we want to fuck around. We're right, the, Cow- the Cowboys. Right, Tev's going to cut in now. That was a good, good summary, good summary, and I, I've got to agree. Right, my dog, there's dogs going mad in the background. So Dan, let's throw it to you. Um, what do you make of the Miami move so far? I think if Tua can stay healthy, they are going to be very, very good. And if Tua can't stay healthy, they'll be great for one game, and then they'll be terrible. As Dabs just said. But no, the defense is going to be top 10 this year. I don't see any way that with the talent they've got and what they've added, that they're not going to be a top 10 defense in the NFL. Because they got Chubb as well, didn't they? They got yes, Chubb last well, he year. Was, he was there. Um, yeah. But now with new DC, new reinforcements, I, I don't see how they're not good. Yeah, I mean... And last year they were a liability. But the way that I, the way that I <laughs> summed it up is... You know, defensive coordinators were already having to worry about how on earth do you cover Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and now um, the coordinators on the other side of the ball have got to figure out how you get around Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard. Like, if you just think of having like the cor- like cornerback position, arguably the most important position on the field, well, one of the most important positions on the field, and you've got an advantage on both sides of the ball. That's going to really challenge offensive coordinators. So it's going to be fun to watch. And um, what a division that is as well. You know, with the Bills already dominant, the Jets appearing to get Aaron Rodgers, Miami are loading up. And, you know, they, that's what you've got to do. I mean, they, this the, the, you could argue that they could, they're could they going to load up in the way they are and they could still come third in that division, which is scary to think. If Rogers comes in and com- if Rogers comes in and convert and like the Jets are instantly Super Bowl contenders, and then you got the Bills who have been Super Bowl contenders or favourites for the last two years, there's a feasible. It's feasible that all three of these teams should go to the playoffs. Uh, but the Miami, even with this stacked lineup, could be third best. It's going to be a really, really exciting division. Um, well, I brought out that you talk about the top three teams in the division and haven't mentioned the Patriots, which feels really weird. It does, but do you do you think get do you fucking think we should, good, you shit team? Fuck do you. Think you. I should, retire. Do you think I should alter? Do you think I should alter my statement? Or uh, it's fair, isn't I it? I fully expect this to be a lot better. 
they're going to be a lot better than they were last year because they have actually got an offensive coordinator now who is a good offensive coordinator and they've got some some extra weapons so it's a really stacked division it yeah really is McCorkle is. Jones good enough though that's the question no yes, yes he is okay, Bill O'Brien's offence he is yes oh but Bill O'Brien's got a fat chin who cares what Bill O'Brien's doing he, he's yeah, the man who single-handedly ruined the Texans I don't give a shit I don't give a he shit because he was a shit GM and they gave him too ruined, much power. He ruined an entire franchise. Yes, because they gave him too much power. Mate, he's not he even is the a best. He's good offensive build. coordinator. He's not even the best Bill there. All right, listeners, you come here for expert analysis and the fact that Bill O'Brien has a fat chin, that is why the Patriots oh. will not win that division and you heard it here first. All right, True that. That's like for me and I'm going to remind you all of this this time next year. The Bills are coming last in that division. Oh, shit. Bills are coming last in the AFC East. Show you're working. Oh, oh, what, 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 what? Miami is the the both stacked roster. The Jets are going to have the best quarterback. And the Patriots are going to be significantly better than last year. You think the the Bills roster is actually nowhere near as good as people think it is. They're really struggling. And do you think Rodgers is better than Josh Allen? <laughs> I think you'll play better than Josh Allen next year. Yes. All right. Cool. Good. All right. Well, you, you're right. We heard it here first. Producer Cash, I'm going to note that down. We're about 20 minutes in, and uh, we're going to come back and get you on that, Dan, this time next year. So, Producer Cash, if you could just set a calendar note for this time next year, which we'll uh, we'll check back on that one. Uh, but that's enough Dolphins chat. Um, it really is. It re- really has been an exciting start, but we're going to move on. Uh, nonetheless, right, you are listening, of course, to the NFL Vent Zone, where you come for expert advice about fat chins uh, impacting coaching ability, but you also come here to vent about your team when they don't do a good job. So do send your vents to us if you want us to discuss it on the show, or if you want to be on the show, send it to us, nflventzone at gmail.com. Um, right then, another team that we think have had a good uh, off-season so far uh, is the Lions. I think it's been a bit bit of a theme some teams making some good decisions on this week's show uh dan why do you like what the lions have been doing so far i love what they've done in their secondary so they were terrible on defense last year mostly because they couldn't cover anybody and they were horrific in past defense they uh-huh. were just behind the vikings in my opinion and so far they've gone out and signed your man emmanuel mosley Cam Sun from the Steelers and CJ Gardner Johnson. And total cash for all of those is like 40 million over three years, which is absurd value. That it's is. really great value for money. And they've got themselves arguably two starting corners, although they've already got Jeff Akuda. So now they've got three decent corners. They've got the guy that led the league in interceptions last year in CJ Gardner Johnson for six million a year, which is ridiculous. And if they can go out there and get themselves a seriously good edge rusher to go opposite Agent Hutchinson in the draft, bear in mind they were at, what, number six, then that defense is going to take a massive step forward instantly this year. And they took a step forward during the season as well. I mean, like at the beginning of the season, yep. they were they were hideous. They were absolutely awful. Definitely the, the, the worst. And... Granted, they um they still struggled in the secondary, but they still took a massive step forward, and I believe you couldn't really run on them, could you? 
Not really. And now they've sold, they have shored up that pass defense. Um, they look to me like the favorite for the NFC North. And I don't think that's ever been the case in my entire lifetime. They'd be quite. Uh, Vikings would pose a threat, but I mean, the Vic- uh, the the um, Packers have dropped off for sure. Um, and Vikings. Turns out Jordan Love plays. Like we're going to talk about that shortly, but they're the great unknown. Like they could be. 13 and 4, or they could be 4 and 13, and we just don't know. So could the Vikings. <laughs> so could the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, well, we don't have time to dive into what the Vikings have done. Um, But yeah, I know I completely back you there, mate, and they're absolutely one of my feel-good favourite teams of the uh, season. I've spoken enough already about how much I love Dan Campbell. Um, And uh, yeah, I'd bring it on. Bring on Lion success. I like it. Tevs, what do you think? No. Fuck the Lions. Fuck the fucking Lions. They are just memes. They are not a good football. They're not a real football team. They are simply just memes. Oh, oh, everyone's so fun and happy at the Lions, yeah. Do you want to know why you're, like, fun and happy? Because you don't take the fucking game seriously. You Because the Lions have been a joke franchise since they fucking started. Oh, yeah, we're all having a nice time. Fuck off. Neat shit. Lions can fuck off. Tebs, tell us what you really think. No, mate, fuck that, mate. Okay, oh, you've got a nice friendly team, and I'm going to do anime stuff for my Sunday night football introductions. Oh, how cool. Don't care. You, This team has been in the NFL the longest without winning a Super Bowl. Perpetual fucking losers. Just because you've got memes now, and you're popular, radical. That's so cool. Do something. Okay, cool. Well, well... I, uh, I can't wait till they beat your Dolphins in the Super Bowl. That's not shit. Well, imagine, sure. imagine, imagine a Dolphins, a Dolphins, a Lions Super Bowl. If that, I punch this, If that is ever a Super Bowl, I won't watch it. Uh, uh, yeah, that's such a lie. <laughs> to be fair, he didn't watch this year's Super Bowl. I, I don't even like football. <laughs> just likes the Dolphins, right? Fuck, can I just say, if it was oh, uh, also, Lions, the uniform matchup would be really fucking horrible. Yeah, also, also, I didn't watch this year's Super Bowl because I was in a lot of pain and couldn't go to the event where it was. I didn't watch. I did not watch it out of spite. So oh, yeah. you still haven't watched it. I'm not gonna fucking watch it. Why don't <laughs> I watch three hours of shitty football that my team's not in back? Like I, I barely want to watch my team play live. I'm not gonna watch two other teams. I also, I already know who wins. Why would I want to watch it back? I've only ever watched one game back, and that was um, the the 72 Dolphins final game of that season. I watched that back, but I'm never going to do it again. Did you know who won, who won that game? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> right, let's move on. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk now, boys, about the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm not sure how to follow that, but we'll give it a go. Uh, right. The Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott is gone. Now I've got to say, I've got to, we, we, again, we're speaking about this in the podcast already. We don't like the Cowboys. None of us support the Cowboys, therefore none of us like the Cowboys. And uh, I've got to say, they've, they've, they've done all right and it's annoying. Um, As much as they have done all right, I still think they'll lose in the first round of the playoffs next year. Um, But still, let's talk about it. Uh, They've cut Ezekiel Elliott. Now, that, that's a good move. Because he he had a big old contract. He got paid twelve point four million last year to average three point eight yards a carry. And frankly, just look ten miles an hour slower 
than uh, than uh, uh, Pollard, Tony Pollard. So yeah, um, I, at one point it looked like they might actually, because Jerry Jones had such a hard on for Ezekiel Elliott, it looked like they might actually commit to him. But I think that was just Jerry Jones saving face and going on about how much he likes, how good Ezekiel Elliott is, given that he uh, he gave him such a big contract and it just failed. Um, I've got to ask, has anybody hurt running backs more than Ezekiel Elliott, other than potentially Todd Gurley? Like in terms of uh, willingness to give them money, I mean, you look at Austin Eckler trying to get money at the moment. It's very difficult for running backs to get money, and it's because of Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley. Um, but it's not all about the left bells. And Lev Bell, oh yeah, he didn't. He, Lev Bell yeah. out a franchise tag to reset the market for running backs. Got his new deal of the Jets and sucked. Well, this is what so between the three of them, obviously, yeah, yeah. Let's not get yeah. Anyway, that's that's enough for that. Running backs, uh, is the UK running backs get stiffed and Lev, Lev Bell gets stuffed uh, because of uh, because of contracts like this, which have proven to be anchors for the team. Um, but it's not only at the running back position they've made moves. They've also, the Cowboys, have also signed um, Stephon Gilmore, cornerback, uh, uh, to go alongside Diggs on the other side. So that's a good move. It's no Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey terms, but it's no, still... No, I'm, I'm sorry. That would have been a good That would have been a good move five years ago. Fucking old man Gilmore, walking his way out onto the field, lifting up his walker to bat away passes. It's a very mid, very mid... All he's done is ruin his legacy because now he's going to retire as a fucking cowboy. Well, in terms of an interesting point because if we talk about Brandon Cooks as well, it's also a very unflashy wide receiver. Um, See, that, that, to be fair, that, that one I like. like yeah, that's it's, a... it's solid, isn't it? But it's, un, it's unflashy, yeah. it's solid. Um, and obviously, they, I mean, they got rid of Amari Cooper for absolutely nothing. It seems like they could have held on to him. That might have been okay. Yeah. But yeah. It's kind of solid, sensible moves by the Cowboys, and um, I think they're looking like they might have some success. Uh, Tebs, do you think they repeat the ever-predictable story of the Cowboys going one and done in the playoffs? Yeah, 100%. It's one of those things where they're not making any sort of big enough moves that you know I see them as any more or less of a threat than they were last year. You know, It's one of those things where now that they don't have um, Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard, um, now people are going to be able to scheme. You know, they know that it's Pollard now. It's They don't have to try and figure out a plan for Zeke and Pollard. Yeah, like, they'll do fine. Not going to win a Super Bowl, but they'll do fine. Yep, okay. Dan, what do you think? I think this is a big year for Dak Prescott. 100%. And McCarthy. Because... McCarthy. And McCarthy. McCarthy, but... both of them, yeah. Yeah, Dak Prescott's due a new contract next year. He has no guarantees of his cap number seventy million, so he has one year, and these feel like one year deals. Stefan Gilmore's thirty two, Brandon Cooks is twenty nine. Been in the league a long time. He's taken a lot of hits. He is getting slower. These feel like we might have a year to try and win this, and then we might blow everything up. Yeah, so then going back to Tebs's point then, if you're going all in for one year, you want more than Stefan Gilmore and um, Brandon Cooks, don't you? Well, they have got a lot of talent. Yeah, they, well, I suppose yeah. they are supporting pieces. Okay, that's a fair yeah. point. And, it's, and, you know, so they're now with... they're, they're one-two of receiver is CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks. That's yeah. not bad. 
the two running backs now are Tony Pollard and Ronald Jones. Not bad. And saves 11 million over having Zeke on the team. Well, that seems like it's a good deal. That O-line is still pretty good. You know, it's a top 10 O-line. So it feels like those deals are one year. Can we get this over the line before we got to give Dak either a shit ton of money or blow it up and start again? And maybe this isn't the best week to talk about Dak Prescott, but even if, even though he's he's very much a questionable quarterback, he's still a above average quarterback, and they're not easy to find. So, I think that I think that they would still be smart to give him the money. Yeah. Although I guess we've got to see what happens. I would say Dak Prescott was a decent or good to decent QB or an upper tier QB when he was drafted. The QB market has changed. You need to do lots of things better than he does especially in that div he's okay he's gonna if he's going the correct way of being Derek Carr but slightly better <laughs> I mean he's, he's on 32 million a year over these three years he's gonna want 45 50 I that seems that that's seems... a 50 million dollar quarterback no not in my opinion not but from then, what we've seen from him. But then the kind of price of quarterbacks is just going up, isn't it? Like a 50 million quarterback now is not necessarily what it was a couple of years ago and, and it won't be by the end of next year as well. <laughs> so, but, but is he a guy that's going to carry your team? And I, I don't think we've seen from him that he's capable of doing that in the postseason. No, I think he's definitely proven that he, he hasn't come through in enough big in, in enough big spots. Yeah. So, so someone like Brandon Cooks feels to me like, okay, we're taking the excuses away. You're going to have a good receiving core. You're going to have a good O-line. You're going to have a good backfield. You know, they might they might draft Bijan Robinson to go alongside O-line in the backfield, which would be absurd. It would be. He's a Texas kid. But then Dak doesn't have any excuses. Isn't he? He's... Who, who's the... Is he the number one running back in this class? Who's the... Yeah, how on earth did you get him? Do you think that... Because he's... I, it wouldn't surprise me if he fell. There are yeah. so many QBs and D linemen that will go ahead of a running back. Well, that would be interesting to see. I mean, Cal, um, Pollard can do it all, so it would. But I suppose it, you, if you're going to give yourself, he's coming back from hit. what an ACL or a leg break. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is facing an injury, which is a shame. But yeah, Ronald, if he's healthy, a Ronald Jones and Pollard punch will do the job. I think. I think you'd do the job. Uh, right, yep. let's move on. Unless, sorry, Dan, unless you had one more thing to say. I do not. You do not. There we go. Right, talking about quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is still not on his new team. It, well, that's if he's leaving the the, uh, the Packers, that is. Um, Tebs, how closely have you been uh, following the Rodgers situation? Because it... I think many people like to just tune out of the ridiculous story that is Aaron Rodgers. Well, given that uh, whatever his decision very well could affect my happiness come the autumn, I have been paying attention to it. More specifically, I've been paying attention to what he said on one Patrick McAfee's show, um, where he said his mind is made up. He wants to go to New York. But it seems to be that the Packers are dragging their heels to get him to go and it really just seems like it's going to come down to the what can the Packers sort something out can they sort something out for our 
Aaron Rodgers, um, yeah, I personally want him to stay in Green Bay. Oh, Don't do come. you? Interesting. Interesting. Don't come. Don't come to New York. He, he'll, he won't like it in New York. And nah. let's look at the lo- let's look at the last QB. He hates the limelight. Who... Rodgers. He hates the limelight. No, he would... but no, but also, but but he don't, does he really want to follow in the footsteps of the last quarterback who went from Green Bay to the Jets? Good old Rethry Frav, Favory. You know, you know. Uh, everything that I say about Brett Favre is alleged. He's doing some stuff. He's done some stuff, but allegedly, not good stuff. You know, so allegedly very bad stuff. Allegedly very bad stuff. Yes. Um, yeah. It's it's very very irritating, and I don't like being kept in a state of mass annoyance by some hippie from California who thought instead of talking to my friends and family or maybe my manager, the way that I'm going to come up with a plan about where I play professional football is I'm going to go into a dark room for 10 days and fucking stay there. You realise that that's like mental, right? Like that's not a normal thing to do, but we just accept it because it's Aaron Rodgers. What? I suppose that's mental. The, uh, Tebs, I guess the exciting thing about this whole case is it's, it's almost like a double or nothing deal where if he goes to the, uh, to the Jets, that poses big trouble for you guys. If, however, he doesn't, that's, uh, that's huge news in a good way for your Dolphins because surely it's Rogers or bust now for the, uh, for the Jets. Like what? Um, that's not is, true. That's not true because... Like what? 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 what where do you go after Rogers if he decides to stay in Green Bay or retire? Well, there's one quarterback, my friend, who has said that there are not 32 quarterbacks better <laughs> than him, and his name is Cam Newton. And that I'm just saying, <laughs> mate, if he comes back, I remember the last game Cam Newton played against the Dolphins, five picks, unbelievable stuff. So yeah, bring him along, bring him along. Um, yeah, it's basically very annoying. But it's gonna be the it's gonna be the story of the season, no matter what happens. Um, I think, yeah. Now, Dan, it's it's <laughs> as much as it's tedious. It's gonna happen, isn't it? It's gonna happen. And do you think it's gonna happen? And, and where do you think that leads the uh, the um, the Jets? Aaron Rodgers is gonna be a Jet. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. at this point, there's no way he can stay on the Packers. Because if he's on Packers week one, his cap number goes from 20 million to 80 million. And they suddenly have to cut pretty much everyone else on their roster because they don't have a spare 60 million cap room. So the Packers don't really have any leverage here. I don't really understand what they think they're getting out of this. Just get rid of the guy and get some picks for this year's draft. The fact that they're asking for two ones is absurd. Yeah, because he's hardly um, the future. He's he's just the, he's the present. He's not the future. He's so you wouldn't give up. You wouldn't want to give up that much. I think it'll end up being a second this year and something in the twenty twenty five draft, because the Jets can and should play hardball, because the Packers don't have a choice. They can't find the spare sixty million in cap space, and if if it gets to training camp and they haven't traded him, and Rogers turns up and says, "Sorry guys, I'm here. What are you gonna do?" What are they going to do? See, what are they going to do if Aaron Rodgers just turns up to Packers training camp? Well, nothing. See, I, I they're going to have to trade him. Okay. 
Well, there, there we have it. Especially because he's now come out and said, this organization doesn't treat players well on the way out the door. I want to go to New York. They don't want me. And they're holding me hostage. It's not a great look for the Packers. No. No, and well... If he does, if and when he does go to the Jets, to answer your actual question, <laughs> uh, I fully expect him to be the best quarterback in the division next year. They, they, yeah, they, they've got it all. I didn't like, I did not like trading away Elijah Moore, although that seemed like it was, for whatever reason, a doomed relationship. But he felt a little bit too good to just trade away after not properly giving it, giving it a chance. Um, although I suppose many there would argue that he did have a chance. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, that he's gone to the Browns now, and I think that I think that that could have for a team that let's be honest, if you're going to get Rogers, just like we're talking about with Dak Prescott. Your window is one or two years, so I think you want everything you can get. But yeah, it'll be interesting to follow. Um, obviously, I wanted to go through because yeah, that would be exciting. But then also, if it doesn't go through, I'm fascinated to see what the Jets do because the sheer the, the drop off from going for Rogers to just whatever else next. Zach Wilson again? Could people be talked into that? I don't know. If it doesn't go through before the draft. What stops the Jets from going for Lamar Jackson? Well, that's a good point. Lamar Jackson is somehow now the forgotten man just because... Because it's just... Yeah, what's going on there? <laughs> what is going they, on there? Because so they've we, got the cap space for Rodgers, they could make the cap space for Lamar Jackson. Why? Are right, I, mean, I, I, I mean this. If Lamar Jackson goes to the Jets, I will stop watching football. Because if, if I wanted to be depressed for three months... I, I could do it in much simpler ways than spending my time watching football. If we come to the Jets, I'm probably going to cry. I'm going to sell all my Dolphins merch, and I'm going to stop being on this show. And I'm going to I'm going to shave my hair off, move to a different country, start a new life, and never ever talk about American football again. That's a brilliant. You have an overreaction? No, I think that's uh, that's very like. Uh... I mean, we've just spent we spent ten minutes earlier discussing how exciting everything is for the uh, the Dolphins. Come on, man, have some faith. Yeah, but then there's Lamar Jackson. But then there's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, don't like, worry, he'll thing, only be there for give... half the season anyway, so it's fine. You'll be playing his that thing, though, his, his... the second half. Like, I don't give a shit about Aaron Rodgers. He's fucking wanky and old, and I don't like him. I I don't like I don't like hippies. They make me annoyed. But Lamar right, Jackson, wins. if he comes, no, no, no. If Lamar Jackson comes through, I'll be worried. He Where went we into could... a room for ten days in complete darkness. Then we just accept it because it's Aaron Rodgers. No, it's weird. I and don't it, hate he... all hippies. That's that's a lie. But it, that's that's weird. What a get, mate, Tebs. You've um, you've obviously, uh, you've obviously, you know, having had two weeks away from the vent zone. I can tell that we've got some pent up energy. So my proposal is to just do that. Um, we're just gonna we'll set you aside for two weeks so that you come with this energy because uh, it's something to behold. Uh, but yeah, t- he uh, had to go into this retreat to even figure out if he wanted to play football. He said that going into it, he thought he was going to retire. That's oh, not how bullshit. you make decisions. It's That's not bullshit. how you make decisions as an ad- as an adult. That's absolute horse crap. If you think that he didn't know and hadn't spoken to the Jets beforehand, he definitely had. Well, then his his need for theatre and story is is even more frustrating. It's and perfect it, for New York. It's per, it's a match made in heaven. Um, 
Right, boys, we could go on and on about this, but we're just going in circles. So I'm going to put my foot down and end the show. You could come back next week, everyone, uh, when you've got some stuff to vent about. Uh, our teams are still making moves and preparing for the draft. And when things go wrong, you know where to come. We'll be with you every Thursday. Um, and uh, we look forward to speaking to you then. Dan, Tebs, thanks a lot, boys. I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Everybody, have a good weekend and we'll catch you next week. Fuck the Lions. Fuck the Lions. Fuck the 49ers. Oh. Sports Social Podcast Network.